Hi everyone. Thank you for joining with me today. We're going to be starting a series of messages from the book of Judges. Now, this book is a book that records some very sad stories of how the Israelites in Old Testament times would stray away from God and fall into days of real spiritual decline where they rebelled against God and went their own ways and followed after the false gods and false uh, idols. And the result, time after time, would be the same. They would fall under the control and under the uh, captivity of enemy nations around them. And finally, in their misery, they'd begin to cry out to God for his help and his mercy. And God, in his mercy, would raise up these judges or these deliverers who would rescue the people out from under the captivity that they were in and bring them back into a right relationship with God. And very often these judges themselves were flawed people. Um, we might ask the question, why is it that God works that way, where he uses flawed and, and weak people to bring deliverance to other people? And uh, I think the Apostle Paul gives us a clue about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, where he says this, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Now, in today's message, I'd like to tell you the story of Deborah and Barak. These were two people the Lord used to bring mighty deliverance among the Israelites. And here's that story in brief. In those days, the Israelites had rebelled against the Lord and gone their own way. And so the Lord allowed them to come under the control of an evil king of the Canaanites by the name of Jabin. And he ruled over the Israelites for 20 long years. He was a harsh and cruel tyrant. He had an army of 900 iron chariots. That was high-tech implements of warfare in those days. And the general of his army was a ruthless warrior by the name of Sisera. Now Deborah was a prophetess, and the Lord raised her up as a judge among the Israelites. And when the people had uh, problems among themselves, they would go to a place called the Palm Tree of Deborah, and there she would take her seat as a judge, and she would hear their complaints, and she would settle their disputes with the help of God's Spirit. Well, one day she called a man by the name of Barak, and she gave him this word of prophecy. She said, this is God's message to you, Barak. Take 10,000 men and go to Mount Tabor. I'll cause Sisera to come to you with his chariots and with his army, and he'll come to fight you, but I'm going to give you victory over him. And Barak said to Deborah, I'll go and do this, but you must come with me. Deborah said, certainly I'll go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey you're about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Barak did go, and he gathered 10,000 warriors, and they went with him to Mount Tabor, and Deborah went with him too. And when Sisera 
heard about this, he gathered his 900 iron chariots and all his army, and they headed toward Mount Tabor to do battle with them. At a particular moment, Deborah prophesied to Barak, and she said, Go, now's the time. Today the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, because the Lord is going ahead of you. And so Barak led his men charging down the mountain to attack the Canaanite army in the valley below. And the Lord was with Barak, and the Lord came against Sisera and all his chariots and his warriors by sending a great storm, and the river that they had to cross began to swell and began sweeping them away. And they panicked, and they turned, and they ran from Barak and his deadly assault. Barak chased down the Canaanite army and killed every soldier. But when Sisera saw this, he jumped from his chariot, and he ran away on foot. Fleeing for his life, Sisera came to the tent of a woman named Jael. Her husband had an alliance with Jabin, the Canaanite king. And when she saw Sisera coming, she went out to meet him, and she said, Sisera, come in here. You'll be safe with me. Well, he went in into Jael's tent, and she hid him under a rug. And Sisera said to her, I need water. Give me water to drink. But instead she gave him milk to drink, and he sat up and he drank it. Then he said, Now stand over at the door of the tent. If anyone asks if there's a man in here, you tell them no. So she covered him up again, and since he was exhausted, he fell fast asleep. Well, J.L. got a tent peg and a hammer, and she quietly knelt down next to Sisera there as he slept. And she put the tent peg on the temple of his head, and with a solid blow with the hammer, she nailed his head to the ground. And there Sisera lay, stone dead at her feet. Well, pretty soon, Barak came by, and he was looking for Sisera, and he came to near Jael's tent, and she went out to meet with him, and she said, Come in here, and I'll show you the man you're looking for. So Barak went into her tent, and he saw Sisera there, dead on the floor, with a tent peg through his skull. Now on that day, Israel saw God defeat their enemies, that had held them in such bondage for so many long years. And after that, there was peace in their land for 40 years. Well, that's the story I wanted to tell you about Deborah and Barak and Jael. You can read that story for yourself in Judges chapter chapters 4 and 5. Chapter 4 is the narrative of the, of the story, and chapter 5 is a poem or a song of victory that Deborah and Barak sang after the battle. Well, I'd like to bring us to some observations about this story that we've heard. First of all, clearly Deborah is a prophetess. She's receiving prophetic revelation from the Holy Spirit, and she's able to speak with prophetic authority among the people of Israel. She also, in the story, receives prophetic wisdom as to the right moment for the battle to begin against their enemies. She prophesies to Barak, and she says to Barak, go out and get 10,000 men and go up against the army of the Canaanites, uh, that have dominated us for so long and go against Sisera 
God's going to give a great victory. And Barak's response was that he would go, but only if Deborah went with them. And so Deborah told Barak certainly she would go with them. However, she added that Barak would not get the glory for the victory that was to be won over Sisera, that that would be given to a woman. Many would say of that that Deborah was bringing shame on Barak for his cowardice and not wanting to go out against Sisera and that army without Deborah being on board with them. And, uh, and so they, they see it as a rebuke of Barak. Also, there's a more positive uh, perspective on this, that it really wasn't a rebuke. It was only Deborah speaking uh, prophetically once again to Barak about the outcome of the victory over Sisera. I'd like to read that passage to you once again here directly from uh, the book of uh, Judges, chapter 4 and verse 9. It goes like this, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, even so... The road on which you're going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Well, here, as we consider Deborah's words to Barak, they could be understood simply as a prophetic statement as to what was going to happen, that Barak would not get the credit or the glory for overcoming Sisera, but that honor would go to a woman. So rather than shaming Barak, she's simply proclaiming what was going to happen in this battle. I'm inclined to see it that way, and here are some reasons why. First of all, Deborah's presence was really important there on the battlefield with Barak. Uh, she did not pick up a sword and fight like a soldier. She was a prophetess, but that prophetic revelation she was receiving was so helpful and she knew the moment that the battle should ensue. And she declared to Barak, now's the time. It's time to go. This is it. And she hit it exactly right. It was at that time that God sent a storm and began to flood that uh, Kishon River. And Sisera, as he was crossing the river and, their, and the army of Sisera, they began to be swept away by the by the uh, torrent that was coming down that river from that storm. Listen to how it's described in the uh, poetry of, of chapter 5 of Judges. It goes like this. From heaven the stars fought. From their courses they fought against Sisera. The torrent Kishon swept them away. The ancient torrent, the torrent Kishon. March on, my soul, with might. So it was important for Deborah to be out on the battlefield there to bring that prophetic word just at the right moment, the moment when God was going to move in and send that torrent to flood through that valley and wash away Sisera's army and cause them to flee in panic. And it was his undoing. That moment was his undoing. And so these words weren't to bring shame to Barak that was spoken, but rather somebody was going to be shamed in this. Who was he? Well, it was Sisera himself. He was shamed. He was a wicked and, and ruthless warrior. He 
as we can gather from the, the poem in chapter 5, he, he would take women captive in battle and he would turn them into sex slaves for his men. This was a terrible picture, a terrible injustice that he was committing. And so this, this, this general over the army who was so wicked and evil was dishonored. He was shamed and came to a very non-glorious end as a big bad general lying dead in a woman's tent. Well, what can we learn from this story? Well, as we've seen, it was important for Deborah to be present in the battle. Not that she would pick up a sword and fight, but the prophetic revelation that was within her, that was flowing through her, was hugely helpful and was a key to victory that day. Barak valiantly fought. He faced the enemy in battle. He went down uh, that mountain toward those 900 iron chariots and saw God's victory. And actually, Barak is one of the heroes of the faith mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, that great, great faith chapter. Let me read it to you. It goes like this. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. So Barak goes down on record as a great example of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And both Deborah and Barak are great examples of faith in this story. And yet neither Barak nor Deborah got the final glory for the defeat of Sisera. Though they're both shining examples of courageously following the Lord and, and, and following in obedience his prophetic direction in time of battle, the glory that was to be given was not for them. When we work together in team like Deborah and Barak did, I think it's more likely that God will get even greater glory when he does his works among us. That victory song that they sang in Judges chapter 5 says a lot about the glory of God and praises to God and how God is to receive all the glory among his people. Such teamwork also often allows the unexpected people like Jael She's not an Israelite. Her husband is an ally of the enemy king, and yet she gets in the action in this story. We must learn to find our joy in seeing others being honored when they play their part rather than us receiving all the honor all the time. Being a part of God's family includes standing with others so that they can do a good warfare by strengthening them and encouraging them and helping them to go forward through the battles of life, just like Deborah helped and encouraged Barak as he faced this battle with the enemy. As New Testament followers of Jesus, it comes clear that our battle is not against people. It's against spiritual powers of darkness 
I want you to listen to the words of the Apostle Paul here in, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, where it says this, For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. It's very clear in the New Testament that we as followers of Jesus are not called to do battle against people, against flesh and blood, but against the forces of darkness that are out to destroy people's lives. That's where the real battle is at. And the good news is, is that Jesus has won a great victory through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead over Satan and all his demons. And when we go forth in his name and in the power of his spirit, we can expect to see victories in people's lives. We can expect to see the forces of darkness brought down, and we can expect to see Christ's name and his righteousness and his beauty revealed in new and fresh ways. Jesus is with us by his Holy Spirit. He's already triumphed over these forces of darkness, and he wants to, us to see victory in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. He's joined us together with his family, the church, that we might be a force for righteousness and goodness and peace and joy in the earth. We can do more together than each one apart. We need each other. We need the gifts that are in each other. We need to walk together as one with one heart, one desire, one faith to see Jesus lifted up and glorified. Let's remember the important lesson that we saw today in this story of Deborah and Barak. And we can see victories in our world through the name of Jesus and through being part of his glorious church in the world today. God bless you. Have a great day.